This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Episode 246, Pixar Retrospective, Part 1, The Shorts. Welcome to the Strangers and Aliens podcast. Strangers. <laughs> to boldly say what needs to be said. Would you be a stranger or an alien? Or would you be a strange alien? The truth is out there. I am your father's best friend's plumber. Superman. Wonder Woman. Heroes. Villains. Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk. Do you think that there's room in sci-fi for God? The very first thing that God did was that he created something. So we have a creative God. This is Strangers and Aliens Podcast. Hello and welcome back. This is an episode of Strangers and Aliens, and you already know that because you clicked on your thing on your iPod app or whatever it is, and also we just played the theme music that says the the name over and over and over again. All over the place. Yep. You have no excuse. I'm Ben. Ben I'm Steve. And I am here. (laughs) Steve McDonald. And I'm Evan. <laughs> and I am here Hi. recording a second intro to this episode because our first intro was just talking about how we're going to talk about everything Pixar ever did. Yeah. And then we started doing the episode and we realized there's Pixar too much did to a lot it. Of stuff. So you know what we're going to do? We're just going to do the, the Pixar shorts to start with. And then we're going to do in our next episode, we're going to talk about the Pixar full length movies, feature films, as they call them. Yes. Yep. So are you guys ready? Yes. Evan, ready. did you get a chance to introduce yourself? I didn't hear it because I was I, yep. totally thrown off my game. So. I said, I'm Evan. Hi, right. everybody. I didn't know so. you were going to introduce yourself twice. So I, I figured I would just jump in. And then you introduced yourself over me with yeah, your last I, name. And then I figured I had to do that, too. And then I only said it the same way I said it in like every episode for the last hundred episodes. I, I, I'm, I'm just I I'm guess, just throwing that out there, man. I guess I should start listening. Yeah. And, and if you listen to my other <laughs> podcasts, you'll, you'll hear me saying the same thing. I'm right, just saying. Ben Avery. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm also just saying we need to talk about some Pixar movies, huh? <laughs> so we're going to talk about the shorts. There's a lot of them. And we're going to talk about first the ones that are just originals that were released in theaters with the feature films. And then we'll talk about the ones that are tie-ins to the existing uh, Pixar movies like Toy Story and whatnot. And then we will end with the two holiday specials they did for Toy Story. Can't wait to talk about those because those are a lot of fun. Are you guys ready? Yep. Let's do it. Uh, Brett. Yep. Brett. Yes. Yes. We did. DreamWorks, and and now we're gonna do now we're gonna do movies that I own and that I have seen <laughs> multiple times and that I'm familiar with. There are a few that I have not seen, especially when we're talking about the shorts here. Um, but as far as Pixar's output goes, some of my favorite movies come from this. 
none of them are my absolute favorite in the entire world in the way that um you know you had one from from DreamWorks 7 but as far as Pixar goes yes. the yeah the i mean the output from from Pixar is just wonderful Wonder. There's at least there's at least one of these films on my top ten list of all time. So and, yep. and the thing is, no no one's going to be surprised at that. I no. mean, it's just yeah. I w- I would say that there's probably people who look at this list and say I, two of my favorite movies, number one and number two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come come from Pixar, you know. They've had an unprecedented run of hits. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing how successful they've been on a picture by picture. There's no throwaways, you know. Very, very few. I mean, very little that you would say. Ah, yeah, they just knocked this one out. You know, every single one seems to be a labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So right. I don't know a lot about the history. I do know that that Pixar was involved in some early movies that I really, really liked. Uh, because they were involved in Industrial Light and Magic, right? Yes. Yeah. They, I think they, they – Industrial Light and Magic, or they came out of that. But they were all working for Lucasfilm originally, I believe. Because they worked on young Sherlock Holmes as far as like this team of people. And I love that movie. And the, the, some of the early CGI that you get in that movie is it's, – it's wonderful. Or it was anyway. I, it's been years since I've seen it, but – that was the uh, the stained glass night. Yes. Which and when that came out, nobody knew how they had done it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> right. It was so cool, and it, and it wasn't hand drawn animation. It was something completely different, and um, but then it became its own thing. Somehow got involved with with some Apple people or something, and now Walt Disney owns them. Uh, is that enough for our history of of Pixar? Or sure. Would you like to go in a little bit deeper? Well, just the. Pixar is responsible for the rise of John Lasseter, who is now, I believe, the creative director for Walt Disney Animation. And uh, he's, I consider him to be the modern, uh, or the successor in spirit anyway, to Walt Disney, uh, because he's just brought brought it back to, you know, let's do it because we're, we're trying to bring joy to people. We're trying to do the best we possibly can. We're not just trying to make money. We're as an art form, this is important and needs to be pushed and go into places that it hasn't gone before. So he's, he, since his involvement in Pixar, you can clearly see his fingerprints on its success. And since he's gotten back involved at Disney and they've hired him on as the chief creative director, whatever his title is, uh, their films have become so much better. So, well, and it's, it's that story. I mean, the, the way that they, the, the way that they do story, the way that they uh, develop story, it's not the only way to do it, but it really, really works well for them. I mean, it just, they're able to, you know, just find these core things. And if you watch any of the extras or, or read anything about these movies and you find out like, uh, you know, Toy Story, Woody was like a super jerk in the, yeah. in the first, <laughs> You know, the first drafts as they were doing it. And, and, but then you can see them developing and, and, and find out, oh, well, that's really interesting. And they made Woody actually someone you cared about. And, yeah. Well, and they take so long to 
to develop these stories. And I think that's really to their credit because they, they don't rest until it's right. If you look at the, the beginning or the, the bonus features of inside out, which is one of their most successful films. Um, I mean, it was a completely different sort of story yeah. than what it yeah. ended up being. I still want to see that story though. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's, it's about like a guy and his mind people get out. Oh, really? Yeah, something like <laughs> Didn't that. Remember that. And he's like trying to date this girl or something, but um but like these these elements of his mind get out of his I don't know all the details. Um I just remember when I heard heard it I was like, "Oh, that really sounds like a pretty good movie." I mean, we got Inside Out instead, which is a really good movie, but yeah. And and Yeah, sometimes it would be fun to see that. So as we go, move forward here, um I just want to say that unlike DreamWorks, there won't be really any any times where i just say yeah that was a thing um because <laughs> there are like i said a couple i have not seen because i was not interested and and we will get into that but you want to start right. with the shorts i mean that's kind of where they started sure um sure. With, now i have the pixar shorts dvd the the first the the first volume that they did mm-hmm. and it's a really fun dvd it's yeah. really fun. And it starts off with The Adventures of Andre and Wally B. 1984. Which is kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like so, so early yeah. in the process. I mean, when they like this, we, we kind of don't have a concept of this anymore. But, you know, when when they showed Tom Hanks uh, the Woody animation for the first time and what sort of character it was going to be, he like his brain had trouble processing what he was looking at. You know, and he's like, oh, play that again, play it again, because so even back then, like you go back and look at this now and it's by today's standards, it's horrible animation. But <laughs> but back then, I mean, it it was innovative, groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And then from there, uh, Luxo Jr. I don't remember that one. Is that? that is that's the ball where the um, the lamps are trying to, you know, play with the ball. Oh, okay. which is where they get their yeah. logo from and the that ball appears in every Pixar film. Yeah. And also appeared yeah. on Sesame Street. They did some shorts for Sesame Street with those. Did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh Red's Dream I do remember though. That's the unicycle in a toy store yes. or toy store and it dreams that someone is going to buy him or something and he's he No, no, he he dreams he's part of a circus. And people, yes, he's people, juggling. Yeah, and and people love him and they applaud for him. And then uh, you cut away from his dream and he's still in the store that's closed and he's alone. <laughs> like, I just, yeah. And then there's Tin Toy. Now, Tin Toy is where he's trying to escape from the baby. Yes, Tin Toy is a horror yeah. movie um, <laughs> about a Tin Toy trying to escape from a monstrous, horrifying yes. baby. That yes. baby. <laughs> scary and i think that's the first time they actually animated a living human and it shows isn't this one yeah yeah yes yes Uh, the baby noises on the other hand are pretty cool like i like the baby noises because they're real baby noises uh (laughs) but the the baby itself man that is the stuff of nightmares (laughs) yes (laughs) absolutely brutal 100 just just brutal so then we have Knickknack. Yeah, now Knickknack's a fun one. Knickknack is the early inspiration for Toy Story, or at least where they originally 
we're doing with the concept. You can kind of you definitely see there's a, a spiritual successor kind of thing mm-hmm. going on there. I mean, it's it's related. Um, it's a snowman in a um, uh, snow, a globe. snow globe trying to get out because <laughs> he wants to be with the 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 babe in the beach snow globe. Yeah, yeah. There's a girl uh, in a <laughs> bikini, and so it's not one that I really like showing to my kids. Right. You know, it's it's not bad. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> offensive about it other than the complete and utter uh, objectification of of the female form. Other than that, it's <laughs> all right. So well, then after this, it skips ahead. We're going from 1989 to 1997, so almost a decade until their next short. Yeah, and this one, this one is amazing. I yeah, yeah. love one of, this one of the short. Best. This is Jerry's really game. Good. Jerry's game, and it's about a an old man playing chess with an old man that's himself (laughs) with two distinct personalities. Yes. And he actually like defeats himself and by cheating. cheating. (laughs) He cheats to defeat himself and he is playing for his dentures. And so I don't, I don't know what this means. All right. And we can talk about what this means, but Honestly, man, this is it's just so clever and unique and fun and the way it's shot, you know, it's enjoyable. I mean, the way it bounces back and forth and And, and it progressive progressively, it shows you less and less of the transition between his two his two personalities playing the game. And so then eventually at the end. It's almost like they are two different people. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the quick cuts. And I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so the character, I mean, he's he's this little old man who reminds me of uh my uh my great grandpa, um, who he actually lived to be like a hundred and one. And he he his body shrunk into that body type of Jerry. <laughs> and so that's another thing that when I watch that I just remember my my great grandpa. But um yeah, it's it's neat. I like this one a lot. And this one was released in theaters with uh, what was it with? Because I remember Bugs Life. Life. Bugs Life. Okay, because I saw it in theaters. Yep. Um And and it was one of those things where you just see it and you know you're watching this really interesting work of art. You know, it's yes, it's not just a a Looney Tunes, which is a really good work of art as well. But this is yes. something different. This has there's a different kind of heart behind it. Yeah. And it's it's fun because we get to see him again in Toy Story 2. Yeah. yeah. All right, what's next after Jerry's game? For the Birds. Okay. Which For is pretty the fun. Birds. Yeah, that's more of a Looney Tunes. Yes. Um, <laughs> this giant bird is trying to sit on the wire with all the little birds and be their friend and they hate him. And, and they hate <laughs> him. They make fun of yes. him. They laugh at him. And, yep. and then when he falls off the wire, throws them all up in the air. They lose all their feathers and then he laughs at them yes. as they land around him. And they're able to hide behind him, right? Because he's so big. And they're yes. embarrassed because they're naked. Yes. <laughs> and they're they're trying to get rid of him and in doing so, they, they cause their own ruin. Yes. And it ends um, with bird poop. Mm. Oh, does Classy. it? 
classy. So this one for the birds and Jerry's game won the Academy Award for best animated short film. Nice. That's good. Yep. Yep. In their respective years. Yep. And then we get Bounden. Bounden. Yep. I was not a fan of this one. Really? Yeah. And I appreciate it now, but when I first saw it, I just wasn't a fan. I'm, I'm not. Western is not my favorite genre, so I, I was just kind of <laughs> turned off by that. But I, I understand. I think it's cool now. This isn't a Western. I mean, it takes well, place in the West with animals. Yeah. Yep. A little okay. too rural for me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I like this one. I, and this is one that has, I mean, this is one where they clearly have a message, you know, where it's uh, bound up, you know, bound, rebound. You know, um, uh, sheep, he's really cool with the other animals, gets his wool sheared off and is embarrassed because he's naked. And a jackalope comes and tells him, bound, bound, bound and rebound. I can't remember the song exactly, so I'm not going to sing it. But. <laughs> and then the sheep starts dancing again. And it's I do like I do like the sheep's character design. It's a fun yeah, design for a sheep. I think the character design and it's 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 clever. It's, it has a nice, um, you know, a nice little moral to it, a nice little uh, uh, feel good type thing at the end there. Um, I just, you know, as 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 much as as it's well done, it's just not not a favorite. Yeah. I can't say that it's it's bad or poor or anything like that. It's just you know for whatever reason, it just you know when I when I put in the Incredibles. I can skip it. <laughs> you okay, know. so what about the next yeah. one then? What about One Man Band? This is one of my favorites. I love yeah, I like this, one. this one a lot. I, yeah. I, I liked it the first time when it was uh, the Gaithers singing about the touch of the master's hand. And, <laughs> and they're trying to sell the violin. And one, give me 1,000. Who will give me two? Tell me 3,000. Who will make it three? 3,000 twice? Now that's a good price. Because, you know... That's a touch of the master's hand. And that's really what this is. I mean, the, these people, I used uh, Bounding and One Man Band and oh, two others. I did a, a series of four um, of these Pixar shorts as as uh, lessons in junior church a uh, nice. long, long time ago. And with this cool. one, it really was about, you know, just the value that people don't see. Uh, because you have these two guys who are trying to get a coin from this little girl and they just keep trying to outdo each other and just be bigger and bigger and bigger than each other. And then, um, she, she, uh, loses her coin because they're trying to get her coin and she loses it. And she gets the violin from one of their things and plays it. And it's just amazing. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And she's just going crazy with this awesome violin solo. And then gets a bag of money <laughs> dropped into their <laughs> cup. And, and she gives them two coins kind of, and, and leaves but it's just that you know before that happened what was her value in in the eyes of these guys one coin yeah you know they were competing for one coin from her and they just wanted to get it from her and she had a much much greater value and got them two coins but um but could have gotten them more if they had just stopped and and looked past just that that what the value they were looking for so right I like that one. Yeah, and and just fantastic, uh, uh, you know, juxtapositions of the instruments, and uh, you know, the music is is fun, 
um, yeah, just it, it's it's just enjoyable all the way around. And it's funny. It and, is. Yeah, funny too. It is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when she gets the violin and she's like, she tunes it like so. She's so serious and hardcore about it. <laughs> well, her face, especially when she <laughs> when she loses the coin and then when she demands the violin from, yes. puts her hand out and it's just her face. Yeah, just gives this look like you will give this so to good. me. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. All right, then we have uh, lifted, and I really like yeah. this one too. Yeah, all comedy on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed this one. It's pretty funny. Uh, an alien is trying to abduct a guy from his room and uh, has the control panel that has just hundreds and hundreds of buttons. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's being tested. And yeah, it's basically his his driver's license. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for alien, and it's it's just. Uh, pratfall after pratfall, comedy moment after comedy. It's funny and and fun. And whenever you show this one to kids, lots and lots of laughs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. It's time for Presto. Presto. Presto, it may be a contender for the top slot. Oh, yeah. Of best of the shorts? Yep. One of the best. I love this one. It's, yeah. about a, it's about a magician who has a rabbit and he has a magic hat, which works as a two-way portal. <laughs> and he has a, you know, they've been very successful, but he forgets to feed the rabbit because he's late. And so the rabbit will not perform the tricks unless he gets the carrot. And the magician's like, no, we're doing the tricks. And then the carrot and comedy ensues. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is another one that feels this one really does feel like a, a Looney Tunes Bugs Bunny. Yes. Um, just with all of the, it's just try after try after try, to, you know, to, to get at each other, to want, you know, to catch the rabbit or to get, you know, to avoid being caught. I mean, it feels like uh, Roadrunner and Wile E. Coyote. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's one goal, but here's 20 comedy bits about that one goal. Yeah. Yeah. Or Elmer and Bugs. Yeah. On yeah. The exactly. Stage. Yeah, there's My, so much, so much of the, um, the animation reminds me also of, um, the scene where, uh, Elastigirl is, uh, being, you know, stuck between two doors and she has to do all this stretching and stuff that she doesn't you normally do. And she's you know, like between two things and, and it has that type of effect too, although it's, it's, you know, in a magic hat with portals, but it had that, uh, it just gives me that sense of, uh. You know, thinking outside the box, thinking, how can we use this to really, you know, illustrate the the science of it as well as the humor of it? You know, that type of a thing. Yeah, I love the part where he gets his hand in the electric socket and then just starts stomping, and then the orchestra starts playing because they think he's trying to do a song. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other fun part is that so the audience thinks it's all part of the show. Right, like they're yes. they're applauding yeah. at all this stuff and. It's fun. Uh, it's great. Yep. All right. Here's one that's a little bit forgettable because I know I've seen it, but I don't remember it. Partly cloudy. This is where we discover where babies come from. And it turns right. out the clouds create the babies yeah. to give to the storks, to deliver to the people. And see, that's case, always been the question. The question is, how do the storks get the babies, right? Uh, yeah. From the clouds. There it is. Yep. Um, I personally enjoy the take from the boss baby where it's a factory in heaven that creates all the babies. It's very <laughs> funny. Um, 
but in this one, it's they're delivering the animal babies. And there's one thundercloud though, who he's responsible for making all of the dangerous animal babies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about his relationship with his stork who gets maimed constantly trying to deliver the babies to the yeah. to their parents. And so at the end, you know, the he leaves and the cloud is very worried and sad that he's left him forever because of the babies he's making. But then he comes back and turns out he was just leaving to get football protective gear wow. so he could continue doing his touching, job with his very his touching. friend, the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it's one of the best. It's it's <laughs> yeah. it's a fun little thing, but yeah, okay, you know, okay. one time watch. I, I know I've seen it, but I I don't remember any of that that you just said. <laughs> you know, I've seen it when I saw Up in the theater, and Partly Cloudy is not on the DVD set that I have. Okay, That's it's probably it on is. number two. Yeah, volume two. Yeah. yeah. All right, so night or no, not night and day, day and night. Day and night. Day yes. and night. I don't think I've seen this one. It's a really, really, fun, it's really I fun. So. I, no, I yeah. saw th- this was with Toy Story three in theaters. Yes. So I've seen it. So this is with the animated, they're animated kind of like that uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle style. They're kind of like blobby people um, <laughs> with no gender, you know, and, and one of them represents day and one of them represents night. And they do this by you. They're 2d illustrations, but you look through them Instead of being colored in a solid color, they are colored in with CGI backdrops of the world. And so, you know, everything that they do, the sound effects come from the pictures that are inside them. So the guy gets up and he has to pee in the morning because he gets up and you see like a little waterfall trickling. And that's how you know he's gone to the bathroom. (laughs) And, And so when they meet each other, they've never met each other before, so they meet each other and they realize, hey, wait a second, you're different than me and I don't like that. So then they start fighting, but then they realize, oh, you're different than me and you've got stuff that I don't have. So they start showing off the different things that they have. So the day guy, he falls, you know, he falls down and the night guy sees inside of him that there's a beautiful woman lounging at the beach. And so he's like, oh, yeah. So he moves into the same space as the the day guy but the woman's gone it's just the empty beach towel because it's night and beautiful women don't lounge on the beach at night because there's no sun (laughs) (laughs) so then they start showing off their different stuff and uh you know the day guy's like flexing and he shows the cool like the the jet show like the flying blue angels or whatever yeah but then the the night guy moves him out of the way and shows the the fireworks that the day guy has never seen before. And uh, so it's, it's cool. It's showing all the different things. And then it gets really uh, messagey, but with a good message. And they're, they, they overlap with a radio station and the radio station is, is playing a, a message about uh, diversity and how it brings us together. And we're better together than we are apart. So it's pretty. It's very. Uh, it's a very potent message, and it's a very, very, very clever way to express the message. And I don't remember anything about it <laughs> at all. I'll very clever. You, I'll have to let you borrow my uh, uh, volume two, Ben, because we've got it. Actually, yeah. it's my wife's volume two, so I'll have to ask her. So let's move on to one that I do remember then, and that is the blue umbrella, 
because that's like the little love story, right? Where you have all these umbrellas and it's like a, a shot from, oh, Resident Evil, I think it is, that has like <laughs> a shot like this where all these umbrellas and the rain's coming down. But then um, there's a blue umbrella and a yellow umbrella who see each other through the sea of black umbrellas and they flirt and then they get separated from each other and then they end up coming back together because, um, well, comedy, but it also brings their owners together and and love is in the air. <laughs> yeah. And it's very interesting because it's like, are the umbrellas controlling the people or are these just manifestations of the people's true emotions? I don't know, because other objects are doing the same kind of thing, right? Other objects are doing things to affect the world. Very true. And it's very creatively done how the other objects are brought to life. Because it's a super photorealistic animation, and I like it a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like that one. Uh, that we skipped one. one. Out, we did? Yes. Uh, between Between Day and Night and Blue Umbrella is La Luna. Oh. I like this one, too. This is the I, one I where... Had... Is this one where they're Go lighting ahead. up the moon? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, I hadn't seen this one because I had never watched Brave. I've only seen Brave once. But wow. when we got the when we got the volume two, I, I watched it. It's pretty cool. I like this one. Pretty fun. Yeah, yeah it reminds it me of some fun uh, kids stories, you know, that I read to the kids like uh, what was it? Uh, um, Daddy, can you get the moon for me or something like that? Uh, when the the daddy gets a ladder and climbs up to the moon, and, yeah, yeah, and it it shows the different phases of the moon and everything, and, and it, it reminded me a lot of, of of those types of stories. It definitely yeah. felt like a storybook, and, yeah, and it had a storybook fantasy logic to it, yeah, and yeah, it, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, I also did not see Brave in theaters. Um, so I don't know how I saw this, if it was on the DVD when we rented it or what, but could be. Yeah. But I, I do remember liking this one a lot. All right. So from La Luna, we go to blue umbrella, which I, we already talked about because I got things out of order, right. but, uh, from there we go to one of my favorites. I mean, if we're going to rank these at the end or something, uh, this one's up there for me. I love this okay. one. I love lava. I Damn. love, uh, this, this short then i'm so happy to hear you say this because every single person i've talked to hates this short they hate this short wow. yes they hate it and You're, i love it what all these people you've talked to somehow there's some sort of we, we can make a movie about this to figure <laughs> out like why these people just happen to be in your path and have no soul I know. Like, wow. Because they think it's dumb. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is it's not great. dumb. It's so great. Oh, it's I love cute. It. It's it's goofy. It's fun. It's touching. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. kids like this one. We did. Um, oh, we showed a movie at church uh, for a Friday family fun night. Um, what was it? It was. Oh, it was Tangled. It was Tangled. Oh, nice. But this is the one. This is the short that we did ahead of time because nice. I just, it's, it's just cute and, and fun and I like it a lot. Yeah. It's yeah, definitely so. on my top list. Um, I put together a, a fun, you know, dating game for the youth where you got to pick a, you, you get attributes of the person behind the curtain and then you've got to uh, pick which one you would prefer. And the, the catch is they're all cartoon characters. Um, 
in non-human cartoon characters. So in the the volcano lady was one of them. One of her attributes was she's very down to earth, but a bit of a hothead. And I, I like the style of it too because it's just a song. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's it's a song, and and I think the song is not. I mean, they made the song for this, um, vi- this 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 uh, short, but mm-hmm. you could play this on the radio. You yeah, know, I mean, it, it's, and I do. It's just a song, you know, but it's a song that has this, then the visuals that go with it, and it's a it's a totally different thing, and right, yeah, it's it's really nice. And I just love how Pixar keeps coming up with new ways or new things to give emotions to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, toys, cars, land masses. Yeah. And then emotions themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the yes. next one officially, I have not seen. Um, I have not seen the movie this one goes with. It's just to give that away when we actually do talk about the Pixar movies. But yeah. Sanjay's super team seems like something yes. I should like. But yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's interesting. It's uh, about a father and son. And the father is uh, doing, you know, I guess he's a devout Hindu and he is praying and he's trying to get his son to come and pray with him and take religion seriously. But his son is too too caught up in watching uh, superheroes on TV. So his dad eventually turns the TV off and drags him over there and he's like, we're sitting, we're praying, we're doing this together. And so then his son's imagination starts going wild and he sees the little idols on the the pedestal or whatever, and starts imagining them as superheroes fighting away evil. And that's how he gets into his father's religion. Okay. And that's the short. Yeah. Sounds like something I would enjoy seeing if it's a good style (laughs) and interesting, but I haven't seen it. So it's odd that they do so very little in the way of religions but then they would do something like this, which is, seems very overt. Well, this is based on a true story by one of the lead animators. It's right. based on his life with his father yeah. um, and how he got – he bonded with his father. So, Yeah, I did notice I that it, it's called Sanjay's Super Team, and it's directed by Sanjay Patel. Patel? Yep. Patel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on this one. I'd have to so see I, it to <laughs> to have an opinion. Have you not seen it? I have not. No, I okay. I didn't see the good dinosaur. So I mean the the animation itself is great, and the the I mean the pacing and everything. Uh, just the subject matter was kind of off for me, and you know I don't know because to me you know if let's just say this was a let's short about Christianity, um, is the kid really you know, getting into the religion or is he just turning it into something else that suits his own comfort? And it's like a watered down, right? Whatever, you know? Yeah. So eh, I don't know. I don't know. So even if you well, take it, I mean, there's, there's a couple different worship songs for kids that are actually like Jesus. You're my superhero. Yeah. I've heard that one. Uh, well, there's a couple <laughs> there's, there's Jesus is my superhero and there's Jesus. You're my superhero. And yeah, there's probably yeah. Jesus is a superhero as well, but um, <laughs> and it's true, it's true he is a superhero as long as you take it back to the core of what you know he's actually done, what the 
our religion actually means. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's happening in this short because I don't know enough about Hinduism. <laughs> All I know is if this was what you're saying and this was a Christian version where you had the people would hate it anyway because yeah. it would be a Christian movie. <laughs> yes. And as soon as you are, you know, putting any kind of label and saying this is actually about Christianity, but it's fiction and it's from a director's vision of an artistic thing they want to do. As soon as you do that, you know, people are just going to hate it yep. Yeah, because that means it's bad. Yep. Right. That's fine. Cause it's Hinduism though. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's, but because it's Hinduism, it's good. Right. right. Because yeah. it actually makes sense. Legitimately is good. Right. <laughs> but if it was a Christian short animated thing, it would be bad. And I'm yep. not talking about everyone else calling it bad. I'm talking about the Christians. They're the ones who are going to call it bad because it was made by Christians. <laughs> and everyone knows that if it's made by Christians, it can't be good. So right. Of course. I just yep. had too many things that I've seen. My Facebook feed right now is um, flood politics and people complaining about how bad Christian art is. <laughs> it's just oh, weird man. how there's these kind of ways. Oh, and uh, Game of Thrones is pornography. Like that's oh, that's yeah. the four things on my uh, that the the my thread is made up of you know equal parts of those things. Um, my thread is full of how all the Game of Thrones spoilers that I don't know or care about. <laughs> well, and you know, I I say that I'm I'm not making fun of the idea that Game of Thrones is pornography because I'm with them on that idea. That's why I haven't watched right. it. You know, I'm I I do not intend to watch it. I don't feel like I need to watch it to be able to judge and say I I shouldn't watch this. Right. Me, me personally, I can't. Um, it's interesting to see that you know Christians who I trust who do watch it. And and I can only trust that they are able to do so with a clear conscience. I I can only trust, um, yep. because what I know of them, they are, you know. But I I know what I can and can't handle. And to me, this you know adding adding background pornography to a really good drama doesn't make <laughs> it not pornography to me. So, but yeah. anyway, beyond that, um, like I said, I mean, it's just. I don't want to make light of that. It's just, it's, it's constant. And I don't know right. what I need to do to change things to get some of these topics off of my thing, but that's one. And then just this constant, Oh, made by Christians, then it must be bad. And these are not, right. these are not secular people who are saying it. These are <laughs> believers in, in groups that, that are saying it. And you know what? I get it. I understand, but there's a lot of reasons why it's bad that, we, we've talked about before, like the idea that you can't get better if you don't do stuff. Yeah. And so yep. what, what people are doing is they are looking at, you know, these are the first things that are happening by people and you're looking at the first things they're doing and you're, you're saying it's no good and making fun of them and, you know, doing everything you can to discourage them from ever trying. And yep. how are people supposed to get better in, in that kind of environment, you know? Um, and everyone knows though, I mean, everyone who's listening right now knows that right now I've got a race, you know, I've got a horse in the race. I'm not, you know, I, I've done Christian video. I've done Christian comics. I've done Christian podcasting. You know, I've done those things. And so I'm, I'm not unbiased. I am a very biased opinion when it comes right, to this, right. but, but so is everyone. Everyone has a bias. They, they do, but mine is attached 
to yes. like when people say these things, it's hard not to take it personally. Right. You know, because of the blanket statements it's, and it's the blanket statements that bug me. It's, you know, because yeah. Anyway, rant over. Let's talk about Lou. <laughs> no, let's talk about Piper. Piper. I have not seen Piper. Do not know what this is. I look at the picture here and I think this is really cute looking. Yes, it is. It is uh, with Finding Dory. And it, have you seen this one, Steve? I haven't seen Finding Dory. I have right. not in the theaters. I think I saw parts of it on a you know video thing or whatever, but I haven't seen it. This, seen is, another, short. this is another great one that is super photorealistic. And it's about a little baby bird who comes out for the first time with his mom and is scared of the ocean. And it's kind of, it's kind of like a marine bird also. So... Because he goes and he, he's, you know, goes to explore the ocean and all this new world. and He's having fun. But then a wave knocks him over. And now he's like, nope, not doing that ever again, hmm. ever. So then he goes and runs back into his hidey hole. And, you know, his mom's trying to call him out. You know, come on, let's go. And he's not going to do it. But then eventually he, he does it again and realizes, wait, I can swim. And I, I'm a marine fowl. And, um water is great and so then he faces his fears and realizes that you know he's built for this so it's fun it's cute all right okay <laughs> i will take your word on that but like i said i haven't seen it um but it, it looks really good as far as the just the style that's going on there yeah yes. all right lou yeah. have you seen this tell me about lou this one came out with cars three and for people who listen to when we talk about the actual Pixar movies, Cars, not my thing. Not my okay. thing. Wow. And I have not seen any of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, except for one that we're going to talk about in just a moment. But as far right. as, uh, you know, theatrical release, I don't even didn't even bother. And it's it's just I'm not interested. We'll see. Someday, maybe I'll watch them. But until that day, tell me about Lou. Ben, Lou, I think, is your thing. Okay. I think you would absolutely love this short. Do you know what Lou is? I don't. I know Lou. that Lou is a name that's short for Lewis. Yes. Well, not really. Actually, it's short for something else. In okay. This, in this. <laughs> Fair so, enough. We open on a playground. Uh -huh. And all the kids are called back into class and they leave some of the stuff that, you know, they play with, like maybe their ball from home or their their little action figure that they've had. And they all go back into the, the school and all those things are left on the playground. But then a mysterious hooded figure emerges from the playground and begins collecting all these things, moving around like a raccoon in the night very fast. We can barely catch a glimpse of it. And then it jumps into the lost and found box, and we realize that the thing that has been collecting all the toys is the sentient objects from the lost and found. So it's it's like Toy Story. No, this thing is a amalgam of all the objects in the lost and found brought to life, whose sole purpose it is to take care of the things that children lose on the playground. So its body is a red sweatshirt. Its eyes are baseballs. Its legs are a jump rope. 
Um, okay, fair enough. So That's on, cool. so forth. Yeah, it's really interesting. So then throughout the rest of the uh, short, we see this bully kid who has who is bullying everybody and taking away their stuff. And the sentient lost and found, Lou, sees him and decides to do something about it. So all the kids go back inside, and then Lou confronts the bully kid. And we come to realize that the bully kid – uh, is the way he is because he lost his favorite item when he was a child, and Lou has it in his in the box, and so he's going to give it back to him, but only if the lost in, or the bully will give back the kids the things that he's taken from them. So he goes and begins giving back everything that he's stolen or taken, and then at the end of this short, uh, Lou is gone because he's given away he's given back all the kids the things that they've lost, uh, except for the last thing that the bully lost, and then he gets that and he, his life has changed. And uh, it's just kind of neat. And at the end, we realize that Lou, L-O-U, are the only letters that are left on the box that once spelled out lost and found. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's really, I think you would really like it. All right. Um, well, it's just I, really interesting. Looks like a fun one. I hope I get to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so then there's another little subset here of, of shorts. And that is yes. the ones that are um, based on Pixar uh, properties. So Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., that kind of thing. And they right. were released on the DVD. Yeah. So Mike's new car was released when Monsters Incorporated came out on DVD. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, these ones, uh, they just aren't as, I don't know, heartfelt maybe. Yeah, they're more for the comedy, I think. Yeah, I mean, Mike's new car is just funny because it's Mike and it's Sully, and Mike has a new car, surprisingly enough. And what's fun about this one is that basically once they get in the car, the camera never moves. It's just a straight-on shot of the windshield. And it's just you see them in the windshield, and and some of the comedy comes from things happening off camera. Some of the comedy comes from you know just them moving around within the frame. Um, and then most of the comedy comes from Mike not knowing how to do his car. And, <laughs> yeah. So it's fun. It's harmless. <laughs> yeah. Then we have Jack, Jack attack. That one's yeah. good though, because this yeah, is that. a missing scene from <laughs> the movie. Yeah. I, I like Jack, Jack attack because you actually get to see Jack and all throughout the Incredibles. They're getting phone calls from the babysitter about things yeah. the baby is doing. Yes. And in this short, you see the babysitter <laughs> dealing with all this stuff. And she's like, hello, there's there's things going on here that you and and you actually see her making the call and see what's yeah. going on there. Brilliant way to, to do like a short. And, and yes. Yeah. I love when syndrome shows up at the door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what does the S stand for? Sitter. Sitter. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Yeah. So uh, I, I like this one a lot. If we're yes. going to, I mean, that actually would end up in, in some of my, maybe my top five of all their, yeah. their shorts. All right. And there's, there's another one that I don't know if we want to talk about it, but on the, uh, on the same disc, the Incredibles, is uh, one called uh, Mr. Incredible and Pals. Ugh. 
Uh, it's so is. hilariously bad. Oh, ben, what is you it? You gotta go see this thing. <sighs> it's Man. so it's it's based it's that old style animation where it's like basically it's a comic book cutout, but yeah. you have superimposed a person's yeah. lips. Yes, it's like the 1960s. <laughs> oh, it's and so like Space bad. Angel. Yeah, so it, <laughs> it's a whole episode of yeah. a lost Mr. Incredible television me. series yeah. with him, Frozone, and their bunny sidekick. Yes. Mr. Skipperdoo. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yep. And, and it, it has Craig T. Nelson, it has Samuel Jackson, it has, uh, you know, the, I mean, they had the same people do the voices of the people that were in the cartoon. It's a whole episode. Uh, you can find it on the DVD. So funny. I don't have the DVD. I won't. <laughs> Really uh, wish I had the DVD, but I never did get the DVD. So, so funny. yeah, and Frozone huh. is like like a beatnik. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like their characterizations are so off because this is like a, a studio from the '60s who are just adapting the yeah. real life superheroes into a cartoon show. So. Nice, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mater and the ga- the Ghost Light. This one I've seen. Because this is on the uh, collected set, I think. Um, but this is a Cars-related one. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 fun. It's funny. I like it. These, these ones this are is... fun because they, they almost all of them have like a. If you haven't seen them before, I don't want to ruin it for you because it, it's it's really funny and it just has like this little twist near the end where all of a sudden like everything is like wait a minute what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really has nice uh, nice cars feel to it. Well, there's a whole a, a couple a couple twists like this yeah. one. This is a there's a twist yeah. ending and then the twist ending gets a twist ending. <laughs> Well, there's a whole there's a whole series of these, and they're called cartoons. Car. And uh, in each one of them, Lightning McQueen saying something, and then Mater is like, "Oh, that happened to me once." And he's like, <laughs> he's just making up a tall tale, or or is he, or is he? Yeah. You know, like I was an astronaut, or I was a, I was a firefighter once. Yeah. I I was involved with the I met a UFO. I was a heavy and, metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, Lightning's like, did you really do all that? And he's like, well, you should know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> somehow he puts Lightning into the story. It's funny. Um, all right. This next one is probably their worst one they've ever done. Which one's that? Your Friend the Rat. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Oh, so boring. Is like, it a Ratatouille thing? Yeah. Ratatouille. No, no, now. I have seen this one. Isn't this the one where it's like it's like the old school Disney cartoons where they're like explaining history or yeah. like doing a class kind of thing. Yeah. It was boring. It put me to sleep. I couldn't the first time I watched it, I didn't even finish it. I turned it off. Well. Um But is it is Rat- it is it like real history? Ish. It's like a <laughs> You know, they're explaining real events and how things happened and whatever, but it's from the rat's point of view and how, you know, we need to, we as humans need to be educated because we're, we view them all wrong. But anyway, Ratatouille is my favorite Pixar film. Spoilers. Uh, this short is my least favorite short. Wow. So I don't know what that says. Well, it says something. It says it was not directed by Brad Bird. That's what it says. <laughs> Well, it's but produced again, by Brad Bird. You know, like I was saying though, like this is where they can get they can stretch their legs and and get their 
you know, get their exercise and, and learn how to do yeah. this and yeah. in, in these shorts. So the next one, Bernie, which is, um, like, uh, the Incredibles one, this takes place during the movie Wally. It okay. is hilarious. Yeah. And it's really good. Yeah. It's fun. It is so funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not one of the, it's not a, like a heartfelt thing. It's, you can't even call it necessarily a missing scene. But it's kind of like Lion King one and a half, where you're following, <laughs> you know, you're following another character through the same storyline and see what he's doing, which right. has almost nothing to do with the actual story. Yeah. But in some ways, it also kind of does. Right. So. Doug's special mission. Another another one just like that, where it's showing how Doug got to be where he was when, when Mr. He, Fredrickson found him. When he first shows right. up in Up. Yeah. Yep. And again, more goofy, more funny. Um, Squirrel. Yeah. Yep. Uh, George and AJ. This one was this one was funny, too. I don't know if I've seen this one. Really? This is also tied. Oh, into yes, up. I have. Yeah, it's it's yes. it's 2D. It almost feels like it's um, maybe it's not even 2D. It, it almost feels like it's storyboards. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, I I liked it. I don't know if I've, I don't think I've seen it. It's it's on the DVD. What happens, Ben? Well, George and AJ are um, movers, and they're they uh, are sent to not movers. They're they're sent to get um, Fredrickson to take him to the nursing home, and and then. Um, they watch the house go away and just lo- lots of bad things happen to them as they're trying to do their job. <laughs> All right. Because okay. they're supposed to get other people too. And, and everyone tries to do something similar to what Carl did. So. Oh yes, that's right. And they all try to, they all turn their houses into something like one guy turns a house into a boat yeah. or something. And another guy turns his house into a train. Or, it, it reminds me of, <laughs> it reminds me of a book that I had when I was a kid called the orange splot. Where one guy, like all the houses are exactly the same, but one guy has an orange splot of paint land on his house and they tell him, you got to take care of that. And so to take care of it, he just goes and puts paint all over his house and turns into this gaudy work of artish kind of thing. And then one by one, the neighbors go and talk to him and they talk to him in the evening. And then the next morning, they've transformed their house, too. And it just reminds me of that. Only it's adjacent. It's not. It's not the same thing. Next is one I have not seen called "The Legend of Mordu," and this one's tied into Brave. Mordu. Sure. That's how they say it. Well, I haven't seen it, so I. <laughs> I don't know. So this is the. Have you seen Brave? Yes. All right. So this the giant evil bear. This is the story of. This is his origin story. Okay. So. I can't remember all the all the details. He's like a king and bad stuff happens and he does bad things and turns into an evil bear. Well, there it is. Yeah, yep. I haven't seen this one. There's some other ones that we didn't cover as well. Well, we still got some more here. Hold on. Well, the ones we, before Legend of Mordu, are... um, which was t- 2012. There was Hawaiian Vacation, which is the uh, Barbie and Ken uh 
solo adventure, I guess. <laughs> Oh, those, are the, one. To- those yeah. are the Toy Story tunes. You want to talk yeah. about them all as a group, or? Um, I'm just the the list. Several of those. The list that I have has Hawaiian Vacation, I guess. Um, yeah. Small Fry. Yeah. And Party Source Rex. Party Source do, Rex. Do you yeah. want to save those for after we finish this other list? Well, for going in order, we might as well throw them in here. All right. So Hawaiian Vacation, and Small Fry, pretty fun. Yeah, uh, small fry is fun because it's um, lost uh, Happy Meal toys, basically, that uh, get left <laughs> behind in the play area of a restaurant. And, this is in my top five. Yeah, this one's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and there was apparently a uh, Buzz Lightyear uh, kids meal at this restaurant, and the Buzz Lightyear who got left behind switches places with the real Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> And the real Buzz Lightyear has to deal with the fact that he's been left behind and has to go and talk to the other. And there's there's some really funny um, oh my goodness. toys that they have there. and The imagination that went in to, like, any one of those Happy Meal toys could be a believable Happy Meal toy from the <laughs> 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. And then my favorite, one of my other favorite parts of this short is if you watch the credits all the different uh, fast food meal choices that are available to you at this restaurant. <laughs> they they show them all at, in the credits. It is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And they're like incredibly unhealthy. Um, my favorite is the steak that transforms the the toy. My favorite toy is the steak that transforms. Yeah. But I mean, that is based on, I mean, McDonald's did that. They yeah, had a line. <laughs> we had, a, we had four or five of them. But it was transforming food packaging. Yeah. And it would transform it, into a robot. It's great. There it is. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. Uh, Hawaiian Do it Vacation. Again, McDonald's. <laughs> Hawaiian Vacation was a fun one where it's uh, they don't get to go on vacation with the family because they get left behind. And so all the toys um, give Ken and Barbie their own Hawaiian vacation. And. And, and it's just fun, all the hijinks that, that happen there. And Party Source Rex is a rave. Um, <laughs> it's another one, it's another one of my all-time favorites, man. Really? It's so great. Yeah, because I love these because they're exploring the different things that they couldn't explore in the movies, like Happy Meal toys and now bath toys. Yeah. So fun. I love it. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and having a drug trip. Uh, it's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I don't know if that's the intention. No, uh, it but it is definitely is how they they uh, produce some of the scenes. I wasn't getting any drug stuff, but I was definitely getting the rave stuff for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to miss that. <laughs> yeah. But it's they overflow the tub, yep. and uh, because Rex Rex is the chosen one who can actually reach the water knobs, <laughs> because all, none of the bath toys can move without water. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. It's my, fun. my, my kids love that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, from there, let's, should we go back to, I have not seen this one. Party central party central. I don't know if I've seen this one either. This is a monsters no. Inc. one. I have not seen this one. This is a monsters university tie in. Huh? I think I saw this one. I have the DVD of this. I need to go watch this. We, yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Riley's first date. This one so funny. is great. Yes. It's an inside out uh, 
connection and it's a lot of fun. We explore the dad's yep. psyche as, yeah. as a boy comes to hang out with Riley. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you also get to see the, the boy's psyche as well. <laughs> and the moms again. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. fun. I, I like this one. All worth it for that final kiss part. So great. Uh, Marine life interviews. I have not seen. I don't know what this is. No, I've not seen that either. It might be with Sigourney Weaver because oh. Sigourney Weaver is an integral plot point in finding Dory. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I love that. No, I haven't seen it. So, yeah. So there's the ones that we get that are, are tied into movies. The Ma- the Mater's Tall Tales, I have not seen any except for the, the, uh, the Ghost Light one. They're, they're so. pretty funny. We already talked about those, though. We, not yeah, detail. they did a good job with them. Um, all right, and then we have the two That's... television specials. And this will wrap things up for this episode, but these are amazing. Fantastic. <laughs> I love these so much, both of them. Toy Story of Terror is... It's the girl. It's the little girl. And she and her mom um, are going on a trip. They get a flat tire they go to a hotel or a motel rather and someone starts the the, the toys start disappearing they p- get picked off one by one, one by one and they're it's, a- it's it's scream basically because as they're as it's happening they're actually walking through the whole idea of you know this is what happens next in a horror movie yes and- the porcupine he's so <laughs> funny because he's narrating he's like yes next will be the potato <laughs> Because he's familiar with all the tropes, and you get um oh what's what's the the uh, oh combat Carl, yes combat, combat Carl. Carl never gives up <laughs> combat, and it's um it, and if you have the DVD, it comes with three commercials, yes, and, and oh, one of them cool. is for combat Carl, and it's the whole GI Joe um. Knowledge is half the battle. Yeah, the, knowing is, is half the battle. And it's him talking about covering your mouth when you cough and that kind of thing. It's really funny. Um, and then there's a, a Voltron-type toy. And there's a yes. Japanese commercial for that. And that's oh, hilarious. Man. I love the stuff that they they do. The, and we're, I'll talk about it some more with the next special. But it, just the level of detail that these guys put into this stuff is so wonderful. Um but yeah, this is a Jesse-centric story because she, I mean, we had a, a Jesse-centric story in Toy Story 2. She really took a backseat in Toy Story 3, but it's another, uh, it's it's more about her and her issues that she has with uh, uh, claustrophobia because of being in storage for all those years. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun to revisit that with some new, and, and they just keep coming up with new toy stuff to explore, like yeah. the eBay collector man. Yeah. Which is, you know, if you're going to nitpick, I mean, they've, they've gone there before. It's a little bit like the guy from Toy Story 2, but, it, but it's also a little different. It is because of the way he's getting the toys and, and, and what he's doing with them and, and yeah. how that's all working. But, um, yeah, I, I love the, tro- the tropes that they play with and and then that it genuinely is about, you know, facing your fears. And yeah. which is great for a Halloween special. Yep, which is <laughs> what you would expect, and then you get um, the the Toy Story that time for no, I guess it's just Toy Story that time forgot, 
Yes. But this the is masterpiece the Christmas special. And this is incredible. It's the crown jewel. It is incredible. <laughs> so oh, it's, they man. go, it's when they're still with the little girl. They go over to a friend's house uh, on Christmas day or, or shortly thereafter and uh, to play. And the child that he goes, that she goes to visit is her, apparently he has very wealthy parents and they have bought him the entire toy line set of this dino. What is it called? Battle sores. Battle sores. Yeah. Um, and he's too busy playing with his new video game console to mind that. So the toys go and explore it. And these toys are all under the same delusion that buzz was. And that is that they, they think they're real dinosaurs and not toys. So we have, we revisit that theme again, but it, this time it's life or death. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And it's all about, you know, finding meaning and becoming something more. You're meant for more. And then you have this little angel uh, Christmas ornament <laughs> that, I, I mean, it, you, on one hand, it's it's Christmas trope cliche. But on the other hand, that could have been a real angel. Like, yeah. it's quite possible <laughs> that they're saying this was a real angel that was actually helping them out. Um, really? I did not get that. Oh, it's. It's great. I, I love it. It's so much fun. And, and it, the He-Man type of toy line that they create here. And I guess that's the one thing that's just kind of a little bit of a, uh, I don't know if I feel so great about it, but um, that they actually did create these uh, Dino Battle Sores as like a, an exclusive Walmart toy or something like that. And oh, really? Like, yeah, no, there, there was definitely a tie-in cra- cash grab uh, with this. But okay, well, so the, the show this... itself, I don't care because it's so have good. You, have you watched the bonus features for this? I don't have the bonus features because oh. I got the DVD. Ben, remind me to borrow or to let you borrow it because I've got it with the Christmas stuff right now. But come Christmas time, you need to watch those bonus features because the, the lead creative director behind this, there is apparently pages and pages he came up with like two thousand years of back lore for for these like like stuff that you would never ever will never see the light of day right right it's like cimmerillion level backstory for this stuff (laughs) and there's also they they fully illustrated the theme song um for the tv show that doesn't exist that these yeah. toys are based off of. I, I heard about that. <laughs> and it's, it was great. It is so good. So I just love the, the commitment that they have to this stuff. It just, the, I mean, you could just spend like an hour just looking at the toys and not even watching the movie and, and just admiring the detail that they put in there. Yeah. Wow. It's wonderful. All right. Well, that's pretty much it, except for ones that, haven't come out yet so yep that's the shorts and man if we spent this much time talking about the shorts i am very curious how long we're going to spend actually talking about the actual movies but to be fair i think there's a lot more shorts than there are movies well i'm I'm sure you're right but there's a lot more to talk about with the movies right (laughs) yeah i would hope that there's a lot more to talk about 
But, Maybe we um, can break them up somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. And, um, you know, let us know what your favorite uh, Pixar movies are and Pixar um, shorts. And, yeah, that's it. That's what I got to say. You guys, you got anything to say? I do. We have a sponsor for this episode. Let's talk about our sponsor. All right. The sponsor is dogwings.us. Go check out the website. They do graphic design, cartooning, uh, especially good with logos and things. If you need something like that for your business or whatever you need. So go check them out. They designed our uh, art for our podcast cover. All right. Steve. My final word is joy has no limit when you look to the sky. Nice. And all I have to say is thank you so much for listening and Godspeed. You've been listening to the Strangers and Aliens podcast hosted by Ben Avery, Evan David, Steve McDonald, and Dr. Jason Neal. Our music was composed and mixed by Tim Leffel. We'd love for you to join the conversation by going to our website at strangersandaliens.com where you'll find show notes, articles, reviews, and more. You can also email us directly at podcast at strangersandaliens.com. Or you can join our social media conversations by following us on Twitter, where we are at Strange and Alien, or liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash strangersandaliens. Or leave us a voicemail by calling the Strangers and Aliens hotline. That number is 1-804-37-ALIEN. Once again, thanks for listening. Hello, welcome. This is another episode of Strangers and Aliens, but you already know that because that's what you clicked on your phone, on your little podcast appy thingy, or <laughs> you added it to your playlist. You already know this is what it is. Strangers, Aliens. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here with... The, the rhythm is totally gone now, but <laughs> I'm here with... Steve Evan McDonald. David. Yeah, see, and this Evan always happens. David. Every single time. Yeah, but you see, here's the thing. I mean, I'm throwing the easiest line to you in the world, which is your own name. I'm like, <laughs> who goes first, Ben? We're both so he humble. Has seniority. Yeah, We're but you, both so humble that we just want to let the other person go first. You're both so confused about... <laughs> <laughs> ben just said he's here with well, someone, that. but we're really, are we with him or is it? Yeah. See, Evan is so close to you, like physically in, in physical distance. I always feel like he's going to just, you know, jump right in. But he, he feels that I have the seniority. So he feels See, like yeah. I should go second. I'm just waiting for Steve. I'm just waiting. I, I, I always imagine <laughs> like I'm going to start talking, but the distance is so long between here and Indiana that by the time I start talking, Evan will be like, is, is, okay. is he going to say something? I, I better say something. And That's then fine. he's going to jump in. Just remind me, then, Steve, to never, ever join a improv comedy group with you. <laughs> well, with, with you is okay. With both of you is, is what I'm like saying. Like over, over Skype. <laughs> no, it, Steve, you and me together, we're golden. Evan, we're great. But I'm yeah. not, I can't do improv with the two of you. I mean, it, it's, it's clear. <laughs> you guys have. A thousand you, miles apart. You've been found lacking. Uh, <laughs> as far as as far as the improv kind of thing, okay. So wow. <laughs> we are here, and it's the three of us, 
again, and we are here to talk about Pixar movies. 